This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Jacob Brana rescues the Caps. John Carlson now a point away from 500, and the Philadelphia Flyers needed a rally, and they got one last night against the Buffalo Sabres. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, March 10th. Welcome here to Caps this morning. John and Ben hanging out with you. And see, here's the thing, Ben, as I sit here in Stamford, Connecticut this morning at an NBC game last night, Dallas putting a whooping stick to Chicago. I got to see Patrick Kane's 1,000th game, but I don't have quite the normal perspective that I would. But see, I do have the monitor sitting next to me, and I'm watching what's going on, and I see the game go to 3 nothing. I like things, okay, this is good. And I look over, and I see it's 4-4, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. What the heck happened here? And then, of course, Jacob Brana ends up with the overtime game winner. So it was a bit of a roller coaster last night at Capital One Arena in the only home game in 18 days. It was. I don't know. Can we blame Zach Fish? Zach did another terrific job, by the way, on the call, but there's something about when he works the games at Capital One Arena – He has worked, he has called three games from Capital One Arena this season. In all three, the Capitals have blown a three-goal third-period lead. They won one of those games in overtime against Boston, but he also saw the Bruins rally from a 3-0 deficit. And in this game, Capitals ultimately win 5-4 in overtime, but not before, yes, blowing a three-goal third-period lead. Hardly by design, defensive breakdowns again from the Capitals, let the foot off the gas pedal. New Jersey Devils took advantage with that youth and that speed and bang, bang, bang. That 4-1 lead was evaporated. Ultimately, Capitals winning 5-4 in overtime from the Capitals side of things. Jacob Verana stepping up offensively with a pair of goals, including the eventual game winner. How often have we said about Jacob Verana? The goals tend to come in bunches. You can now give him five goals in his last six. And also finding the back of the net for the Capitals, Daniel Sprong, back in the lineup these past few games with Tom Wilson serving the suspension. He has four goals in 14 games this season. A knack for the net has Daniel Sprong. TJ Oshie on the power play as well. So talking about guys stepping up, filling the void a little bit with Tom Wilson out these past two games, certainly getting some offensive contributions. Jacob Verona, ultimately the hero in this one. But again, from a Capitals perspective, certainly playing with fire, hardly by design. You take the two points, you run with them now, but certainly areas to clean up. Okay, and the blown lead of three goals, which is alarming enough. And yeah, let's pin it on Zach Fish. Why not? Uh, That sounds like a good play to me. Uh, This was in the third period, however, something a little more specific that we want to drill down upon, and that is Jacob Brana. Yes, he was the number one star of the game. Yes, he had two goals. These are very good things. Utilizing speed, wonderful. But it was the defensive side of the game in the third period, it sounded like, where things started to go a little sideways for him. And Peter Laviolette took notice. Yeah, at the time, you don't think much of it. But the New Jersey Devils, as they started to claw their way back, the first goal in their three-goal rally in the third period came off of a rush. Jesper Bratt using the wheels and was able to feed Miles Wood. And Miles Wood was able to beat Vitek Vanacek, cut the lead to 4-2 to two at that point. But on the play, the opportunity presented itself for New Jersey as not one, but two capitals guilty of heading to the bench at an ill-advised time. Jacob Verana and Evgeny Kuznetsov went to the bench and Jevils took advantage. They went the other way in transition. Again, it was the start of their three-goal comeback. And after that play that led to the Devils' goal, Verana and Kuznetsov did not see the ice a whole lot. They only saw two more shifts combined for less than a minute the rest of the way in the third period. That was the final 14 minutes. They only saw the ice twice. And Peter Laviolette asked about that postgame and 
explaining the decision to keep Verana and Kuznetsov primarily on the bench with 14 minutes remaining in the third. When we were going through things, you go through your checklist. Sometimes I'll drop down to three lines. At that point, I'm trying to make sure that we play good defense and do the right things. And there were some things that uh, had happened. And just, you know, we made a, I made a decision. I tried to use a timeout. We tried to drop the three lines. And at the end of the day, I'm trying to secure the point before we go for the second point. So when it got to overtime, the point is secured. It's about getting the next one and, you know, be sure a real, real speed there and a good move to, to get us to win. All right, so maybe a little bit different, John, than in the past couple of seasons. Peter Laviolette came in in the offseason. All the talk was accountability and responsibility and wouldn't be afraid to sit certain players in certain situations. This is a prime example, and sitting Kuznetsov and Verana for much of the final 14 minutes and change of the third wasn't impressed with their play on that second goal the Devils scored and ultimately giving them an opportunity in overtime and that they took advantage of, but... Uh, an interesting decision there. Hard to argue against it, but refreshing nonetheless. Sometimes that could be easier said than done. Yeah, and listen, I mean, you have to demand accountability from the players because when you don't and when you let things slide, that's when the standard is lost. And quite frankly, that's what we saw here the last two years. I mean, that was a standard that Brian McClellan talked about at the time of Todd Rudin's dismissal. You've got to be able to have a certain standard. And when you lose it, this is what not losing it looks like. I, kudos to Peter Laviolette. I think that, you know, listen, if Genny Kuznetsov has got to pick up the socks offensively, we've been drumming this for a while. He is way too talented a hockey player to not be contributing offensively. And yes, he does have some circumstances, to be fair. When you're out with COVID, you can't be on the ice. You're trying to catch a moving train. You had the injury and all of that. But you know what? No more excuses. You got to go out and get the job done. And if you're not mentally in the game and you get sad, and Jacob Brana does too, and Brana has, has contributed more offensively, but it's been a roller coaster for him too. And message sent. I love the fact that Brana goes out in the game winner uh, and gets it. I, I think that's fantastic. I, I think that's, I want to see more of that out, out of Evgeny Kuznetsov, quite frankly. And you know what? I mean, show me that you, you're in this thing. Show me you're in the fight because this is a team that, is good enough to win a Stanley Cup. I believe that. I think there's a little bit of question and goal when you have two guys that have not experienced any postseason play at all in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But this defensive core is good. They're eight deep. You've got enough talented forwards on this team that when they're going the same direction, you've got a generational talent scoring goals. This team is a contender, but you got to have everybody rolling the boat the same way. And I love the message that was sent there. And responded in overtime when the opportunity presented itself. Now it'll be interesting to see John moving forward here, game to game, if situations presents itself similarly. You want your defensively sound guys on the ice when you're protecting a lead late in the third period, certainly. But do they get another opportunity if the lines are are switched and it's not Verona, Kuznetsov, and Sprung, which let's be honest, isn't necessarily the most defensively sound trio. But if you start to mix and match, can Kuznetsov be trusted with a late game defensive zone faceoff if called upon? And it'll be interesting to see now moving forward. All right, a message sent in this instance, and it's a perfect situation, right? The message was sent, it was delivered. They ultimately still come away with the two points, almost like a win-win. You got to send your message, but also the player you're sending a message to are both directly in involved in the eventual game winner in overtime. 
again, we judge everything in the current environment that we all live in. These guys just came off a five-game road trip. You're going out for three more. It's hard. I absolutely understand that. I understand that to be able to go out and do your job in an environment like this is tough, but you've got to answer the call. And and now on the road trip, I mean, listen, everybody else in the division, seemingly somebody's winning every night, and usually more than one team in the top five is winning every night. So uh, definitely good to see, and uh, good stuff on you, Betty. One other thing I want to ask you about the game before we move on to the the uh, division race and the scores from last night. John Carlson is sitting here now one point away from 500. He found the score sheet last night, the game against the Devils. A terrific primary assist. There ended up being a lot of offensive fireworks in this game, but his primary assist to Verona at the time, giving the Capitals a 2-0 lead, was a terrific play. It was a four-on-four situation, a lot of open ice, a lot of opportunity to to, to move the puck around as the Capitals did. And Carlson with the primary assist uh, up to, yeah, nine, four, 499 career points, looking to become the first Capitals defenseman to hit that mark. And uh, certainly, uh, arguably, among the best defensemen in franchise history. A nice accomplishment that he's about to hit, a nice milestone, one of the faces of the franchise. And uh, hopefully he does it in a manner not unlike last night with a very nice primary assist. Maybe it'll get it, come in a goal but certainly uh, a key, key play uh, in the eventual win last night. All right, so around the Mass Mutual East Division last night, lots of action to discuss. We will begin in Pittsburgh, where Kasperi Kapanen helps get the Penguins the victory over the Rangers. Away, it's Kapanen dropping it from Malkin in the slot, further for Dumoulin at the point. Right side for Latang, right circle, looking back door. He couldn't find a teammate. Dumoulin behind the net for Rodriguez. Hands it off to Malkin in front. Kapanen holds it, shoots it. He scores! Kasperi Kapanen stays red hot for the Penguins and goes top shelf on Kincaid. Penguins up two. It's 3-1. Josh Getzoff on the Penguins radio network. I like Josh's call. You're filling a legend's shoes there with Mike Lang. Uh, Josh has just done a great job there. Kasperi Kapanen gets the game-winning goal. Penguins win last night by a score of 4-2. Stop me if you've heard this before, but the Islanders won again. Uh, they beat the Boston Bruins by a 2-1 to final. And the Philadelphia Flyers found themselves down last night in the third period to the Buffalo Sabres at home. I think we can all agree that's not a place you want to be. But the Flyers did find a way. They came back, they rallied, they won that game, took a shootout 5-4. to So the standings now look like this. Islanders at 36 points maintain their top spot and solo at the top of the Mass Mutual East. Capitals, by virtue of their win last night over the Devils, now at 34. Pittsburgh, yeah, they won two, so they're at 31. Boston, they have now slipped to fourth. Life comes at you fast. You've got 30 points, and Philadelphia needed that win over Buffalo. They're still on the outside of the top four with 29. This race never ceases to be intriguing, Benny, but right now, uh, everybody's winning. If you take your foot off the gas, it's likely to be a bad night for you on the out-of-town board. And going to Philadelphia now for the next two, Capitals need to bear that in mind. As tough as this stretch has been, they've got to be able to find a way to get points on the road starting Thursday night. Last night, the New York Rangers, the only team in the division that didn't manage at least one standings points. They were giving away points last night in the Mass Mutual East Division between all the overtimes and shootouts. Seven of the eight teams earning at least one point. And to your point, uh, there appears to be no slowing down of the New York Islanders these days, winners of six in a row now. And the Pittsburgh Penguins, I don't know if it's coincidence or not, but since Brian Burke and Ron Hextall joined the fold in the front office, it's not as if they've made any personnel changes. What have they done? They claim defenseman Mark Friedman off waivers. That's it. But since they joined the fold, Pittsburgh Penguins have won 10 of 14 and creeping, climbing up the standings. They've passed Philly. They've passed Boston. 
And yes, they've played plenty of games, Pittsburgh, but suddenly third place in the division and uh, right in the mix there in the top four for sure. Well, Ben, thanks for uh, steering the ship for Zach and for Ken. While I was gone last night, I will be on my way back this morning to Arlington. and uh, Dallas and Chicago. Yes, uh, that was, you know what? Uh, yeah, the Dallas-Chicago was, it was a close game early. Uh-huh. And Chicago it made it to 2-1. This is the second straight NBC game that I have had that has turned into a massive one-sided butt-kicking. I saw Montreal do it to Vancouver and now Dallas, uh, incredible. Uh, defensively, uh, they end up with three goals from defensemen. Uh, Jamie Alexiak had a goal. Essa Lindell had a goal. They were handing out points to defensemen. Uh, it was an incredible game. Jason Robertson had his first four-point game last night for Dallas. A uh, fun game to call with Pierre Maguire. I uh, got a, another game coming up with him later this month. But this was uh, a fun trip. But nonetheless, it'll be good to be home. The Caps going to take on the Flyers Thursday at 7 o'clock. Coverage will start at 4 with Ben here on Caps Radio 24-7. Our network air is at 645. So, Benny, why don't you have yourself a great Wednesday? Happy Wednesday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.